Podcasts are an independent way for podcasters like me to bring a local voice to your ears. At the Spent the Rent Podcast, we strive to raise awareness of topics that affect the often underrepresented. Our title sponsor, Oregon Cashflow Pro, offers free money management advice that can help you take control of your finances. At OregonCashflowPro.com, you will find videos to guide you towards your goal of financial freedom. For more info, there will be a link in the show notes. The following podcast is available on all major streaming sites, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. You can now listen to all previous episodes, donate to the podcast, and buy shirts directly from the Spent the Rent podcast at our newly designed official website, strpod.com. Nearly one in five Oregon residents are native-born Californians. How long does it take for them to start bad-mouthing the neighbors to the south? Usually not long, but today we aim to break that trend. Our guest today is living proof that not all things imported from the Sunshine State are a burden, and many of the implants bring a rich culture and artistic expression to the Pacific Northwest. Coming up next on the Spent the Rent podcast, fresh off of earning his master's degree in entertainment business, Def Divine. Spent the Rent Podcast. I am your host, Self-Esteem Bo Willie. My guest today is Def Divine. I want to thank you for coming. Thank you so much for having me. So we grew up together. We graduated from South Eugene High School, class of 2000, and you were so quiet and reserved. And then I remember a graduation ceremony at the Holt Center. Here comes Lil Dez and just crushing it on the mic. <laughs> yes. And I knew that you were... I think I knew you wrote rap, raps, I think because in the locker room we would joke about that kind of stuff because I was always so. like freestyling and stuff. I hadn't really taken it serious at that time, but uh, I was blown away. I re- I'll never forget that. That Thank was pretty you. impressive. Thank you. Who was it that was with you? Uh, me and Sebastian. Bash, right. yeah. And then we had uh, Saida and Raina singing. That's right. Too, yeah. That's right. It was yeah. good. It was good. Took the house down. I, my grandma was like, I don't like this. <laughs> <laughs> I so. think, if I remember right, the lyrics were super positive. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we had to do an audition and all that stuff just to get accepted and whatnot and polish up our lyrics and everything. And South, I mean, even in 2000, South, we had a hip hop club, you yeah. know, which was kind of fun. And yeah. like, it just, I mean, because it was a slow process for certain people to accept rap music as a you know an actual art form for sure yeah so and we were talking about that kind of off air like i i was slow to accept i'm talking early 90s as a kid like i had a hard time a lot of my friends were like way into tupac and right right i'm like i just don't know about i just couldn't relate to it and then i started to learn like i said off air that you know i don't it's not about me it's about you can learn a a story and it's like there's other worlds out there and so i think it's done so much good for progress in the country i think sports and hip-hop have really have changed a lot in this country obviously we've gone backwards in the last few years but still right we'll, right we will prevail amen so you grew up in california yeah yeah down in southern california southern cali yeah and you moved here when you were 15 yep yep my mom was just like hey we're moving to oregon just just to change halfway through my sophomore year actually i was right? just like okay here we go <laughs> right and just straight to Eugene. Yep. Did you straight. did you have family here? Yeah. Um. Actually, no. I didn't know anybody here. My mom um remet up with uh with a guy that she had known from way back in the days, and she's like, "I'm gonna give this a shot. We're gonna move up to Oregon." And so, were you pretty pissed to leave your friends? You know, I was, I was excited at first, like, "Oh, change something," but like, 
literally as soon as I got here, I was like, oh, I instantly started missing all my friends. And it was I'm just sure. like, oh my I'm goodness. Sure. And yeah, it was, it's pretty hard at and first. And about but. what time did you start doing the hip hop music? Um, actually, funny story. Um, there was another cat um, named Justin Sells who was actually from the same city I'm from. And he randomly ended up in the same school, walking the halls. And at he was South? Like, yeah, at yeah. South. And he was like, he was like, hey, do you rap? And I was like, ah, I kind of, I kind of write raps, but I've never ever performed for anybody ever. And so he's like, you should write more raps. You should write more raps. And so it was actually at a South Eugene uh, dance right. that I rap for the first time. You guys time. performed for the first time. Yeah, nice. yeah, yeah, totally. See, that's the thing is they they would allow you know the one thing I loved about South Eugene, and I'm sure it's still the case today, is that they listen to their students. I mean, obviously they with do. the acts situation, mm-hmm. that that was listening to the students. Whether True. we agree with it doesn't even matter. True. You know what I mean? Like, uh-huh. I, I don't care, you know, yeah. but they listen to the students and the, and it's about the students, you know, and yeah. I, I think that was cool because hip hop was huge. I mean, if, it was all Luda. <laughs> For sure. Now he's a dad rapper. Oh, right, right. Yeah. <laughs> There's a kid in our school that, you know, he was a writer, tagger, and he, Ludacris, remember? Yep. Elliot. Yep. And he was like, I heard it first. I'm like, I think he gets it. <laughs> I think he gets to keep the name Ludacris. He kind of owned it, yeah. yeah. So you moved to Oregon and then uh, pretty quick got into hip hop. Yes. Did shows come quick or was it just um, kind of like school dances, maybe every three, four months? Yeah, yeah. Not at first. I mean, it was actually like almost like after I graduated where there were more shows going on. Um, and then I, I was like writing raps all the time and just trying to come up with my own stuff. Back then, I didn't have access to original beats and things like that. Right. There, there weren't that many producers back in the days. Right. Um, so it was like, you know, looping, you know, like a, a popular track or something like that. Sure. Um, rapping over And it. then like, now that's kind of more accepted. Yeah. You know, people with their, I guess you'd call mixtapes, like on uh-huh. YouTube and whatnot. People are cool with that. And a right. lot of just good MCs can get off, you know, get off the ground. Yeah. If, if you have something unique enough, you can use a beat that someone else has used on purpose, kind of, and right. just do your own twist. Right. It. Yeah. I mean, Ice Ice Cube had that jacking for beats. Yeah. Know, right. Right. I remember that. I wonder if he paid him. You know, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> it was just kind of ironic, but, right. but, uh, you know, that's a good thing that, that, uh, for people that, the tools now are there. So you're talking yes. probably 03, 02. Yeah. Yeah. 03 is when I first put together my first, like, mixtape album, if you will. Um, and actually, at the time, the equipment I was using was uh, I had a, a like a home CD burner and a PlayStation One. I had MTV Music Generator, and I looped some some beats on MTV Music Generator PlayStation One, and then I I recorded onto CD and I took it into Sprout Cities Sprout oh, nice. City Studio with Thaddeus and uh, recorded my vocals there. And then it was like a, I just filled the CD up. I was like 19 tracks or something. Right. Yeah. So that so was you had the beats pre-made. Oh yeah. That's a yeah. that's the best. Yeah, it was cool. Some Mario Paint going on. <laughs> yeah, for <laughs> sure, right? I mean, that's <laughs> I'm sure. I mean, I'm sure you could actually do some fire though. Like, I mean, like it was it was basically like I used it to sample because I didn't have a computer at the time. Oh, okay. That's before like I had a CD burn on my computer and all the yeah. technology they have now with USB mics and all that stuff. Like they didn't. That just wasn't there. So people don't uh, understand like the younger crowd like that. That, you know, I was telling my stepsons a story about like 2001 and I'm like, I didn't have the internet. And right. I'm like, what do you mean? I'm like, I was in my 20s. Like exactly. you couldn't afford $50 a month for the internet. Exactly. And like, then you realized at one point, I remember I plugged my computer in because I saw the phone cord, not the ethernet. And I was like, wait mm-hmm. a minute. And yeah. I just plugged it into the wall and it actually worked. Like, word. And then I was like, yeah, I got internet. And then my phone bill the next month was like 200 bucks. <laughs> oh, snap. Because <laughs> yeah, I, I had no idea. Yeah. Because you know? it was just it. set to your landline. Yeah. It was so different. Yeah. So... You know, it's funny because when I got into music in about 2004 and was doing a lot of shows like Black Forest and Lucky's, Mm -hmm. and it's funny, there was like two hip hop worlds. Like, I feel like what you were doing, you know, what, what would you call it? I mean, I don't know, gangster rap, like, you know, 
the shows that you would do back in the day, there was places like the Blueprint and like some other places, totally like Joe's and stuff like that, where they yes. were probably catering to that a little bit more. Uh huh. And the nights, it was like there wasn't crossover because there's kids. I actually forgot that the show was last night, but the show at Old Nick's was a lot of the old Mente and oh yeah, and those kids. Uh-huh. And there's like that scene. Yeah. Did you did you know a lot of people in that crowd? Um, I mean, originally, originally it started out with the two guys I was I was rapping with. They were like actually in gangs. Right. So, so I was kind of like adapting to their style, if you will. Sure. But before I like found my own groove in 2003 is when I kind of branched off myself, essentially. Right. Came up with a Deaf Divine. Right. And um, all that. But yeah, I mean, for the most part, it was more like the, the street sound, if you will. Sure. Compared to the conscious sound. Now I'm like way more conscious. Well, you've blended it. You found your kind of niche. And I yeah. think style wise, naturally, you're kind of going to look the street, whatever you want to call it. You yeah. Know, that, that's in your roots. But obviously Eugene's also taken its on you for sure in a good way it, for you sure know, i mean i follow your stuff on facebook always got the positive insight Thank and you and that and that's good and you know not that somebody that's from this the hood or whatever doesn't have that it's yeah. that you don't you have never come across to me as somebody that has an ego or aggression thank you you know I and so that. i mean i remember i used to give you a bunch of crap because we were in basketball class and I just be like, what's up, Des? <laughs> just goofing around and you were always just like, oh, I could knock your ass out. And I could see it in your eyes. I could see it in your eyes because you're like, who's this little loud ass Irish kid? But you were always calm and always collected and I, I always respected that. And we, you Thank know, you. I remember one night we were at a bar and I was just wasted and I was babbling to you and you're just looking at me like, dude, shut the hell up. <laughs> you actually told me to shut the hell up. <laughs> It's Which possible. took you like six years to do. <laughs> like, one of these days, nah. <laughs> You're like, you know what? That's enough. Oh, I got that shit. So, yeah, but there's just two worlds, you know, that a lot of times, I don't know what's going on now in the in the younger, like 20-year-olds uh-huh. hip-hop scene, really, but back in the day, there was, like you said, the conscious hip-hop, and what we were doing was like abstract punk rock hip-hop. Right. But doing stuff, I mean, we came with full force with the Clowns of Class and a big crew, mm-hmm. but then you'd see these shows like these glossy flyers, like too short or something was playing. Right, and then you yeah. guys would be on the bill. Totally. You know yeah. I mean? Yeah. And yeah. Then, you know, cause I remember we got asked to open for the game at the McDonald theater. Oh wow. Yeah. yeah. By 94, nine jams. And I was uh-huh. like, I don't think so. And they're like, what You're do like, you uh, mean? I'm like, I just yeah. think we're going to get booed. Right. Like we have good content, but not for that. Right. Right. The, you need to match the style of whatever. Right. Yeah. The and I don't are... see, you know, we would open for metal bands uh-huh. like that probably wouldn't mesh. Exactly. Uh, ironic. It I mean, I think sense, that yeah. the gangster rap and metal, now has found a way that, yeah there's a similarity there now yeah yeah but yeah so that's interesting so on a different note uh you just this last year 2018 was really good to you mm-hmm. you just uh finished your master's degree yes where did you do your undergraduate yes that, that was actually both at full cell okay what i did was i went there and i got a bachelor's and then i took a break and then i reevaluated my life and i was like you know let's go all the way basically right went back and Really enjoyed the experience both times. The second time, I, I feel like I took it more seriously and like really networked with more people, which is really kind of what school. The is second about. time being gr- like grad school, or did you take a break in between your undergraduate? Yeah, it be too, well, I mean, like you know, we both graduated back in two thousand from high but, school. Yeah, yeah, so it was a while before I even decided what I wanted to go to school for. Right. So originally, it was it was a music business bachelor's, and then the only extension of that is is like an entertainment business master's. But I focused on the music business, if you right, will. Right. Um, so, yeah, there was about a, a year gap in between my bachelor's and my master's. And then I went back. I just, you know, I don't like doing anything unless I'm going to go full force. Sure. And just, just sure. kill it. So I waited till I was really ready. And then. And then well, so then when did the universal situation? Come so about? that's well, so I moved to California. I moved back there. Right. Between 2013 and 2016 for almost exactly three years. Um, and 
just I'm, more opportunity. Yeah, I just went there with the intention of like, there's not too many people at the time I thought to network with up here because I wasn't really looking at what's actually here. Right. And now I appreciate it much more than I'm back now. Um, that I'm, but yeah, when I went down there, um, I had a manager at the time, and he gave me a call one day. He's like, "Yo, these people." want to work with you and i was like cool we'll sit down and talk with them and what it was and what it still is actually is a a distribution deal through right. through universal so um i just got to come up with, with my my tracks and then they distribute it through through their you know platform and then depending on how well it does then they'll like either do physical distribution as well or offer me a record deal or anything like that but at this point it's like you know just an opportunity like for me to come up with with content so digital distribution essentially oh uh, yeah uh-huh. right because uh-huh. i mean and then cds are kind of a thing of the past yeah so yeah. something will pop up and you know vinyl i'm sure is, is if you get enough of a draw vinyl vinyls are so expensive you have to know you can sell it so like, you can't sit on it you know? yeah so true and it's, so, it's more for like merchandise like you know people want to hold on to stuff right at shows but like as far as if i'm gonna listen to music some people do streaming nowadays i mean few people even buy music anymore usually to services these days right but when you get backed by a company like you know a conglomerate like universal or something like that then you get the opportunities that your stuff on spotify then gets transcribed and has lyrics all pumped in yes you know i we all use free apps and different stuff we got our stuff online yeah but you're limited and you're also limited on your analytics and so you can't grow completely The, the thing with music though with analytics it's like how much do you really care what what people are wanting because you do it because it's an artistic expression. That's the thing. So exactly. it's like, if you're going to, if you're going to cater to the crowd, then that's not being created. Right. And that's it too. So, I mean, at the end of the day, it's like, you still have to, you know, as a kid, once upon a time, it was like, Oh, a record deal is the ultimate yeah. like thing. Nowadays it's like, there's so many, ever since like YouTube and independent artists, like for me, it's always been creative control. Right. So with 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 the uh the deal that i signed with this group down in california it's like i can literally work on anything i want at any time it's just for their project they want a certain thing sure um, well that, and then also when you got a little bit of money behind you mm-hmm. if it, if an opportunity arises and you bring it to them then they might be able to help without instead a doubt of, instead of you being like i'm gonna miss this like ender was on here he was my first guest uh-huh. and he was talking about how um you know they had came to him and asked him to go on tour and he was like Okay. Like he said, yes, but didn't even know how the financials were going to happen. Right. And yeah. so, you know, he said, by the grace of God, you know, and by the grace of God. <laughs> For sure. and, and so, and so it, you know, he's just killing it. Yeah. He's doing his thing. But so that's something I know that if you get that, that money behind you, I'm sure it helps a lot. And, yeah. it, and it gives you that security that you can, it creates that rapport. You can go to them and be like, I got this opportunity to open for the game at the McDonald theater. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, yeah, but yeah. I'd still say no, <laughs> but, <laughs> but no. um, so that's big, you know? And what do you, I mean, with the master's degree, that's probably opening a lot of doors and networking, like you said, is huge. That too. Yes, masters. exactly. I mean, my, I was just like bare minimum. I want to educate myself so that I don't get screwed over. I, you hear all these people that are famous and oh, I hate, I signed to this and I got screwed over this and yada, yada. So for me, I just wanted to educate myself. Like how does the business work nowadays today? You know what I'm saying? Right. Cause I could have took the school in 10 years ago and it'd be a whole different game. You know what I'm sure. saying? And that's a huge thing. They teach you in school too. keep learning. Like the second you leave this, you know, keep, keep staying informed, go to events, network still I'm always reading. And yeah. I mean, even Google is crazy. There's like, so many resources. Yeah. yeah. And, and, you know, that's essentially, it's like, you don't want to be creating content for somebody else. Essentially, mm-hmm. like I just launched my new website, strpod.com. Yes. And I've been doing this podcast through Anchor FM mm-hmm. and I still will probably for a little while just because of the tools I'm, I'm really utilizing, I'm enjoying. But as far as 
the draw and where I'm going to direct traffic. You want to do it through your own website. Cause if you're creating content for somebody else, like, you know, it's like a lot of this, like, you know, for an independent artist to be on Spotify is a couple hundred bucks a year right? to keep your multiple albums up there. And it's like, you know, you get maybe nine bucks a month or whatever. Right. I know streaming payout is not high, you know? And so you have to find other ways and merch and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And do you do a lot of merch when you do local shows? Um, and that's something I need to get into. That's something that I've always slacked on. I've always been so focused in the past before, you know, going to school for business where I was always just make music, make music, make music. And I, I never really put the business side of it to it. And that's, that's really what I'm working on now. That side of it is right. really just the, the promotion and marketing. I mean, I've, I've made so many songs and just, Oh, here you go. And then never talk about it again. It's like, uh, you know, you're missing yeah, something, yeah. bro. And then draw back on it. You know, <laughs> yeah. some people I've noticed, I think, uh, there's a couple locals that are really good at drawing back at the one year mark. So like mm-hmm. 10 years ago I did this song and, and then it, it gets a little, another little nice boost. Yep. But yeah, creating that catalog is good, you know. Yeah. yeah. So, um, are you thinking about starting your own label at some point? I mean, if you got the or like being an agent for other people. Yeah, essentially, that's totally what I want to do. As far as um, all music aside, I really want to. I feel like that's what if I had had that, you know, even ten years ago, like the the whole community would would be a little bit different. I really feel like a lack of management in this region absolutely is huge. Right. I think like there's so many people with talent here. Um, young and old and I really think in all different genres and I think that like literally it's the lack of focus um, and so many people don't realize that working together is like everything All sure. the, if you look at any success story and they'll tell you they had a team of people you know what I'm well, saying well that's because yeah, I mean in, in Eugene it's so many artists that you get people that are they'll be by you until you need help Right. And then the minute you need help, that people are kind of like, if I help you out, what is it, is it going to hurt me? And they don't see the bigger picture that like, if we all help each other, that we all rise. Exactly. But then the thing with management and delegation is, is that, you know, in order to have a show in Eugene pop off, you need to convince the venue that they can invest the money. Right. And then they need to see results that the turnout's going to be good. So that takes promotion. Yep. Promoters, which you Huge. have to spend money to make money. You do. And like I was saying about those shows that probably popped off, and this is the thing with rap music and hip hop that's always bugged me because of mm-hmm. the angle that I came from, more of a hip, like a punk rock hip hop kid, uh-huh. is that the glossy flyers, right, and the and the Fubu hat, like, yeah. on, and in certain areas I get it when it's genuine, but like the same kids that would go see us at the Wow Hall and be right. screaming their heads off, yes, would then go to the you know the show at, at like uh, the game at McDonald Theater. Uh-huh. <clears throat> With their FUBU hats cocked to the side and be like, man, these guys will bust us, yo. Right. <laughs> and it's like all of a sudden they're a different person. And it used right. to bug me. But at the same time, I get it now that that no matter what, if you look professional, people mm-hmm. are going to take it more professional. Uh-huh. And so there's nothing wrong with doing stuff DIY and punk rock and all that and free shows and world flavors like we used to do the free shows. <laughs> right. And I think people in the hip hop scene hated us because we were we actually probably hurt a lot of people by doing all these free shows because then venues were getting super easy. I see what you mean completely, you know, and, Mm -hmm. and that was what we always used to talk about is, is that there's 13 of us willing to just jump on a stage at any time, just be gritty on a mic. Uh And did we actually hurt the scene? But I think there's a lot of different factors. I mean, there's so many variables for sure. I do know of all the shows I've ever been a part of the ones that were most successful had the best promotion and marketing. I mean, once you get them there, you know, it's your job to keep them active and keep them coming back. But the hardest part nowadays, it seems, is getting people to even show up to shows. I feel like there's so many fans are burnt out on so many whack shows that have happened right. in the region. Um, and I feel like that's that's a huge factor, too. Um, 
You See, know? there's such a there's a sweet spot because you get the independent artists that are so passionate about it and mm-hmm. they're so engaged with the fans and the mm-hmm. audience. There, there's no green room. Right. You know what I mean? They're not yeah. hiding. Exactly. They're not gonna. I'll show up. Like Lil Wayne, like has. I, I mean, I think he faked a heart attack so that he didn't <laughs> have to play in Eugene. <laughs> right. <laughs> True so, story, right? So, so, uh, like oh. they just sit in the back and they're like, "I'll come out when I feel like it," mm-hmm. you know. And it's like, dude, this is an exchange. I mean, especially at a Cuthbert show, when. A $50 ticket's a $50 ticket. You know, mm-hmm. that's, it's like, I was looking at the list of shows like Atmosphere's coming to town. Nice. And I've heard the last time Atmosphere was at the McDonald's, it was not good from what oh, I know, but I've also heard different things. So, but, uh, it's, there's so many big shows that in the, in the spring in Eugene at the Cuthbert that you have to like pick. And yeah, it's like, I know. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't know if I can see Which them one? all. Yeah. Last year was the year of the safe shows, not hip hop, but I went and saw 311 Modest mm-hmm. Mouse, oh, yeah. Jimmy Eat World. I was like, man, yep. no one's going to get in a fight here. At right, Modest true, Mouse, there were some mushrooms getting eaten by people. But, uh, for sure, for but, sure. So, uh, yeah, so the scene in Eugene is difficult because venues will take advantage. So true. And I don't even know. Mm-hmm. I see, is it, what's the um, what's the place Ender is playing at? Uh, Wild um, Cider? Wild Craft Cider. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Wild Craft Cider. That yeah. place is starting to pop off. Yeah. I haven't been there yet. I noticed they're doing a lot more shows And now. Old Nick's is keeping that gritty uh-huh. DIY style thing alive, right. which they were rocking last night. I'm sure it was a good set. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, but back in the day, there was at least a couple more. Uh-huh. I mean, I think that uh, Hi-Fi is down right now. Yeah, Hi-Fi. Yeah, used, when it was The Rock and then and Diablos used to do a lot of shows there. Um, you know, different different buildings and stuff. But a lot of similar experiences, though. Um, different venue, but kind of the same story, if you right, will. Right. Um, I remember they were legends for a minute. They changed hands oh, a lot. Yeah, yeah. And rock and rodeo was like, well, you'd walk in back in the day, rock and rodeo. So it's one side hip hop, one side country. Right. <laughs> and they would be like, which, which they'd like judge. They'd be like, you go to that side, you uh-huh. go to that side. Yeah. Like, Seriously, is this yeah. middle school dance? Girls right. on the left, boys right. on the right. Right. <laughs> no, but lots of fights in the parking lot. Uh-huh. But so, yeah. I mean, and things change and evolve, but yeah, management and I, I think would be a huge difference maker to then the MCs if they're the, negotiating with the venue, mm-hmm. they're going to concede just because they want to they want to get attention, so they yeah. want people to be at their show. They're right. just be like, fine, I don't care, just don't pay, give me two drinks. Yes, right. And then if you get management, you get somebody lobbying for you. That's like these mm-hmm. guys are worth it, mm-hmm. and I, it's almost like the venues. I think feel like they're almost forced to be taken. Like they are almost pushed to take it serious at right. that point. So yeah, they're yeah. like, I don't, I, of course I don't want to spend the money, but I also don't want to look like a dipshit to this. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's a good thing. True. That. So big events that you've gotten on board with also uh, annual events. Like you do the Lane County fair every year. Yeah. Uh huh. And it seemed like last year that, that probably got you a little, did you notice like a spike in social media after that? Yeah, totally. Cause yeah. I noticed they had a little board with people's names and like the ads and stuff. Yeah. And that's good. And so you're connected with somebody that puts the, who does the booking for that? I mean, cause uh-huh. I forget, it, her, I forget it, her name exactly. Um, but yeah, we, we talk on email and she's really open and friendly and she likes to give people a chance. So if there's other people that are willing to do that too, um, obviously it's a community stage. Right. So right. family friendly. Yeah. Yeah. So it's definitely all needs to be edited. I mean, there's literally anybody walking by. What I love about it, though, is a great place to, to earn new fans. It's great to right. have your, your fans already come out. But people walking by like, oh, I didn't know I even liked hip hop. I'm just migrating over well, here. Well, your some stuff, reason. I saw your, I, I, like I told you earlier, I, I caught your last track when you were performing. I was like, oh, my gosh, this is, De- you know, it does. And yeah. uh it was super positive talking about overcoming struggle and like Amen. coming, coming yes. from a, you know, and that's something that, you know, you see like some moms that are like, Hey, this is real good guys. Right, this is real right. good. Let's take him to the, the, you know, the game show at the McDonald's. <laughs> and, then, and then it's a whole different animal. Right. No, right. but, 
I mean, the Lane County Fair had to have been, it took a lot of years to get them to, you know, to get hip hop. Yeah. So true. I so mean, true. I don't even remember big acts necessarily, like mm-hmm. Weird Al. Yeah. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. But, yeah. So that's a big deal. And I mean, I think that they've got a sweet spot with having you and having Ender because uh-huh. both of you guys have such a positive attitude and are, you know, you're both parents and, yes. and you know, Ender's by the grace of God. Amen. <laughs> He's killing it. But so uh, Lane County Fair, and then you've got a big festival coming up mm-hmm. that started. And it's, uh, I want you to talk about that, the Five Fest. Yeah, the Five Fest. Yeah, that's going to be popping off in May. Um, and it's uh, the Five Radio actually is hosting that. So that's a whole new thing that's going on. And that's based out of Ashland? Yeah, I believe it's Ashland. Yeah, Southern Oregon. I think that when Brody Jansen was on my show he had mentioned doing a contest. I think that was with yeah, him as yep, well. Yeah, completely. Yep. He, and are you familiar with him, Brody? I haven't got to listen to his music. I've heard his name, though. He's really good. Yeah, he mixes a He mixes a uh, kind of a new school, but an old school flow as well. Nice. So he's got, because he's young, you know, he's like 24 or something, uh-huh. 25. Uh-huh. And so, yeah, he's he's really doing good. I've, I've noticed lately he's getting discouraged and I'm like, keep at it, brother. Because, right. you know, it's like with music, it's like there's a lot of downs. Yes. And then it doesn't take a lot of, you know, I've always thought like success in music is just if one person absolutely loves it. If you have uh-huh. a dedicated fan, that's yes. all, that's all. That I know, Amen. And that's that's it's about the genuine connection. And that- I have a dedicated fan of myself, so that's all. Yeah, I'm, word. I'm a big fan of my own music. Word. So, yeah, so and that's it too. That's how people keep going. Bare minimum, you should always at least you know be in your own corner. Because if you if you're hating on yourself, like you're not going anywhere in life. No, and yeah. I had to take a step back. I I had kicked the dust off and did something after like nine years. I made like. Mm-hmm an album and then a christmas ep which was oh, pretty cool. funny yeah and hey if you're listening uh i don't know if you're listening on apple or or spotify or wherever but or pocket casts but uh i just launched a new website strpod.com and through there you can find links on the self-esteem but willie sub page that has you can stream all the songs directly on it which is really exciting this is going to be a huge deal we're gonna i'm gonna start blogging and guest writers if you ever want to drop a blog on there i would love to and write some stuff yes. that would be good I'm, i want to really capture more of, of Eugene and what I've been trying to do with this podcast is just introduce local people that maybe people aren't familiar with. Mm-hmm. Like last week we did the Philly cheesesteak stand, great interview, great guy. And I was talking to a lot of the college kids and they're like, man, I want to listen to that one. Cause yeah. they walk by it every single right. day. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Know? And next week I'll be having uh, the owner of Suds and Yourself dog grooming. Oh, nice. And he's a character. So that should be a fun one. I've known him for quite a few years. So it's just growing and going to start writing some blogs. My friend Blair Conrad, who was a guest, episode 14, who turned her life around from being homeless, strung out to being a mother and and full-time employee, working her ass off. She's going to be doing some guest blogs. A lot of exciting stuff coming up. Wonderful. When is the festival, the Five Fest? So that's May. Um, I I don't remember the exact date. I believe the 12th, So the best way to find you is at Def Divine. Uh And it's D-A-V-Y-N-E. Yeah. D-E-F-D-A-V. Y-N-E, pretty much anything at that. And I spelt it that way on, on purpose so that I'm the only one that pops up. Yeah, right? exactly. Like, and then uh, I'll have links in the description of this too, you know, and all over wherever people are listening to it. And I really encourage you to continue using the app if that's what you've been doing. But I also encourage people to go to the website. You know, if you know how to open on Safari and add to your home screen, I don't have an app currently, so you can save it to your home screen and pop back in every Monday, maybe, Mm because I release episodes Saturday and Sunday. Perfect. And so, you know, pop back in. I've got a a full slate coming. We're booked through March. So with with guests coming every weekend. 
And so that's huge. Way uh, cool. You know, Def Divine, you're one of the best MCs in Eugene. It's it's an Thank honor you. to have you. Thank uh, you so much. We are going to end the show with a track, Know About Us, featuring... Yeah, yeah. So that actually has Lolo Ray on it. Uh, Lauren Dillinger, she's from Eugene. She okay. lives here. Yeah. And then I had a homie from Florida, 1K Buck, do the chorus on that. And uh, then uh, the beat, there's a couple couple cats I met online. Um, but yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty cool. It's been getting a lot of love. It's kind there's of a, a music video. Yeah, there's a music video for it, um, which is actually in a bunch of film festivals right now. Um, so we're over. gonna take the music video, and I will go ahead and plug that in on the most recent page cool. on strpod.com. Perfect. So strpod.com. This is Def Divine and Lolo Ray. Yep. Lolo Ray with Know About Us. Thank you, brother. Thank you. Tell me where you wanna go And you are making boss moves You know I gotta show you up too He ain't gotta know about us 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 Tryna cut, I'm just tryna kick it. Tell me what's the spot, I'ma let you pick it. Maybe we could talk, leave your mind lifted. Picture this, you and I, third eye vision. Getting high, got the energy, we vibing. I can tell you when the me stop lying. Baby, be real, not denying. All the feelings that you feel, clear high. I'm the man, not your man, but could be. You behind these sitting shoddy where you should be. Summertime, ain't another place I rather would be. Let the sun hit your skin get that good day. Let your man make noise, cause you're jockeying. I'm the clear choice, he just an option. Tell him we ain't friends, but I bet I'm in your top ten. Taking it to another planet, baby, I've been. Hop in and let's go. Tell me where you wanna go. And you are making boss moves. You know I gotta show you up too. He ain't gotta know about us. 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 Hey, they don't call me Lola for no reason. So baby, let's go. Oh my girls on a summer night. W Y T send a text and I'll dip. Swim me up in the whip. Let's keep it down on the low. Drop it down for ya All oh, I need is got me feeling softly A little naughty, a little boxy Put that zipper to your lips Shut your mouth and take a sip He stays cheated up Baby, put your feet up Dope all day, divine Let's take life Hop in the ride and let's go Tell me where you wanna go And you out making boss moves you know I gotta show you up too. He ain't gotta know about us. 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 Hop in the ride and let's go. Tell me where you wanna go. And you out making boss moves. You know I gotta show you up too. He ain't gotta know about us. He ain't gotta know about us.